Today is Sunday, December 24th. It's Christmas Eve, and the Yankees are between a rock and a hard place after dealing much of their pitching depth to acquire Juan Soto and failing to sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They now face the dreaded problem every team hates to face. Where the hell are they going to get those innings from? The prices are going up. Live from Studio 2, it's a Christmas Eve edition of NYY Recaps. Welcome just when they thought I was out, they pulled me back in. How's it going, everybody? Uh, you should be able to hear me a little bit better now. Let me know if the audio is messed up. We are testing out Studio 2, uh, something I've been working on for the last couple of years. I just added a new camera. Uh, I've got a lighting guy uh, coming on Tuesday to try and help me light it a little bit better uh, and might do some different camera lenses and all that stuff. Frankie Baseball says, Merry Christmas to everybody except Yamamoto. I like it. Uh, I don't have any sound effects for you today. Oh, kitty, quit it. But, uh, you know, we're working on getting this studio just as ready as the other studio. So, uh, Lori C says, the sound is all good. So, uh, let's get started. Sorry about the little false start there. Hey, new studio, new problems. <laughs> We're figuring it out. Got a cat here driving me nuts. Uh, I need to get a wall put in. But the problem is, if you have a home, I'm sure you know that it's impossible right now to get a contractor. I've been trying forever to get a contractor uh, uh, set up in here. Anyway, um, I need to get a stream deck in here, too, so we can have all our fun uh, comments and, and animations and all that good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the Yankees' predicament that they're in right now because they are in an unenviable position. Uh, like a lot of you, I was um, following uh, – did I say Ian Snell? I think I need Blake's, Blake Snell. I, 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 that's my bad. I put Ian Snell on the text. We're going to do that. But sorry for the people listening on the podcast. Uh, we will uh, we will fix that, actually. Oh, well, I can't fix it right now. Screw it. Screw it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Blake Snell. That's just, a, that's just a typo. I have a friend named Ian Snell. So, look, losing Yamamoto to L.A. is a uh, it's a blow because the Yankees were really counting on this guy. And unfortunately, that's left the Yankees in kind of a precarious position. You know, they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. There's not a lot of great options in terms of starting pitching. Um, obviously, J J Japan is closer to California than New York is. There's nothing we can do about that. We see a lot of guys from Japan go to the West Coast. Ichiro went to the West Coast. Hideo Nomo. Kazuhiro Sasaki, that Great closer for the Mariners. Um, as we got a cat here making a <laughs> making a uh, a debut here. Um, you know, Matsui, Sanga, Tanaka. These are these guys are outliers that were okay pitching on the East Coast. But it seems now like by default, LA is gonna be the new Mecca for Japanese players. You got Shohei, you got Yamamoto, 
They're going to be on every TV in Japan. There's a stat I heard the other day that the World Baseball Classic finale was on 97% of households in Japan. Tell me those people aren't going to tune in now to uh, Dodger games. Dodgers are going to make a lot of money off of that. So as I see it, uh, the Yankees have several options. I know it says Ian Snell on the screen, but it's Blake Snell in case you're just joining. Uh, I, I screwed that up. I'll fix that. I, that's one of the things I need to adjust for, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to, to run kind of an off-season test from this studio is to know what I need, and I, I need to have my keyboard over here so I can fix stuff. Uh, but Jordan Montgomery, obviously the name that a lot of people are talking about right now. I've seen a lot of people bringing him up. Yankees might bring him back. I wish they had never traded him in the first place. That would make it a lot easier on the Yankees right now. I understand why they did it. They needed a center fielder. And it's interesting how the two guys have gone in different directions uh, once they left or, you know, once the uh, once the trade happened. Harrison Bader had a pretty good postseason with the Yankees in 2022, but he's been injured the majority of his time uh, since the trade ended up getting uh, moved to the Reds in late August. Meanwhile, Jordan Montgomery started throwing his fastball more. It led to a lot more immediate success. Uh, he was fantastic with the Cardinals. And then this year he was one of the hot pitchers on the uh, trade market, ended up going to the Rangers, helped put them in a world series. He was outstanding in the postseason, pitched pretty well in the world series, but part of signing a new free agent is that New car smell, right? It's the excitement of somebody you haven't seen before. Oh, I want to see Rodone's debut. I want to see Yamamoto's debut, whoever. Montgomery, I tweeted this, it's it's like we lent him away and now he's coming back. He's better now. He's he's his pitch mix is better. But it's like you let your friend borrow your favorite leather jacket two years ago, and now they're you know, bringing it back, but it smells like cigarette smoke, you know, it's got a little tear, you know, whatever. It's you know, that's just kind of you know, that's that's the analogy I go to. But does he make you better? Obviously, he does. He, he starts over 30 times per year. Uh, he's been incredibly consistent the last couple of years. And he's going to be expensive. $180 million at least. Aaron Nola got 172 to go back to the Phillies. I think Montgomery is going to be in that range. There have been talks that his comp, in terms of contract, is Carlos Rodon. He got 161 million. So you're talking 160 to 180 million, probably north of that because of the people who missed out on Yamamoto still being in it. The Giants are going to be in it. The Red Sox are in it. The Phillies are in it. The Blue Jays are in it. Doesn't sound like he's going back to the Rangers. <laughs> Frankie says, sorry, I forgot to give your uh your jacket back. Oh, hey oh. So you know, does he make you better? Absolutely. Would he want to come back after the Yankees traded him? Maybe not. I'm sure if they offered the most money, he would, or would at least consider it strongly. But he wasn't happy about being traded. And I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to come back. His wife is a doctor in Boston, so Boston's going to be in it. I do think that he's an East Coast guy now, and um, I could see him coming back to the East Coast. Yankees, Mets, Blue Jays, Red Sox, 
Probably not the Orioles, although I think he would pitch well with the Orioles because they have that deepened left field uh, dimensions now. So, you know, we'll see. One thing I can tell you is that he's good friends with Eric Kratz, who I work with every day on foul territory. Uh, so if Montgomery does sign back with the Yankees, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, Kratzy, I'm going to put in a word. I'm going to try and pull some strings. We're going to get Jordan Montgomery on the show. And as the uh, president of Montgomery Nation, I believe that would be a, uh, a great success. So I've also seen a lot of Yankees fans talk about Blake Snell. Uh, he's another West Coast guy. Um, apparently the Giants are very interested in him. Here's my plot, my problem with Blake Snell, other than spelling his name wrong on this on the screen. Uh, he essentially pitches like Clark Schmidt does. He gives you five or six innings, throws a ton of pitches, a lot of deep counts. But unlike Clark Schmidt, he usually gets out of the game before he gives up that big three-run home run. Got two Cy Young awards, so he can be effective. But he walks a ton of guys, throws a ton of high-stress pitches. And when I look at him, I see another version of David Price. And for those of you who are old enough to remember watching David Price come up with the Rays, pitched in Boston, ultimately ended up with the Dodgers, he was a guy that would just throw a million pitches. Usually pretty effective, but a lot of deep counts, a lot of foul balls, max effort. I think Blake Snell was going to be the same kind of pitcher over the next several years. And I think that's a recipe for somebody's arm essentially falling off like uh, David Price's did. So, you know, to quote Zero Dark 30, 30 it's biology, bro. So uh, I'm not very high on, on Blake Snell. Uh, another guy that we've got to talk about, obviously, Frankie Montas, does not have that new car smell either. In fact, he smells really bad. <laughs> you know, his, his tenure with the Yankees was not great. My dad told me the story <clears throat> about how his friend vomited in the air conditioning manifold or the heat manifold in his truck one year, and uh, he never could get the vomit smell out of his truck. That's kind of how I would feel about Frankie Montas. I'm never 100% going to trust him. And my first car was a 97 Thunderbird. It was in immaculate condition, and about a month after I got it, I hit a mailbox, and I bent the frame, and... It was never the same. It shimmied a little bit. It wasn't totaled, but it was just never quite the same. To me, Frankie Montas would be like driving that smelly truck or driving that Thunderbird again. We were excited to get him, but shoulder injuries are the worst thing you can have for a pitcher. The shoulder is a lot more mysterious than the elbow. Doctors can fix an elbow. Tommy John surgery has a pretty good uh, recovery rate these days, and they're even getting... Uh, different ways to do like the brace procedure now, which isn't as invasive. By the way, good news on Jason Dominguez. Sounds like he could be back way ahead of schedule early on in the season, maybe May. So stay tuned for that. But look at guys like Greg Bird or Miguel Andujar, even non-pitchers. Once you have that shoulder injury, the shoulder surgery, it's never the same. For, um, Michael Pineda, another guy to talk about. Just... Never was the same after that labrum surgery. Does that mean that Frankie Montas will never recover? Absolutely not. He might shock us all. I'm not going to pay out the ass for Frankie Montas. If he wants to come at a low cost, I'm talking $5 million, sure. But if he's going to get $5 million from the Yanks, you can bet 
that Steve Cohen from the Mets will give him 10. You can bet he will pay more for Frankie Montas because he can. Trevor Bauer, another guy who I've seen a lot of Yankees fans want to pivot to. And at this point, you know what? I'm on board. It seems like he got railroaded a bit. uh, And maybe pitching with a chip on his shoulder in New York is the way to go. Ross says, hard pass on Frankie Montas. This is where I would play the wholeheartedly agree. Um, ELT in Japan says, Japan has a lot lower rates of Tommy John surgery for pitchers. You know, it's an excellent point. In Japan, they throw a lot more. They, you know, they teach these guys to throw into long toss at a very young age and to just do it over and over and over again. So, yeah, you end up with, and also they pitch once a week in Japan. Here, you're on a five-day rotation. There, you're on a six-day, uh, six-man rotation, and you get a day off. So, you know, that could be a factor. But the Yankees should, uh, or the uh, major leagues should definitely look into expanding um, the roster in, in such a way that more teams can use a six-man rotation. I think that would cut down on a lot of the injuries, especially with the pitch clock, you know. But John Smoltz said the other day, you get guys these days throwing 100 max effort every pitch. They're going to break. doesn't matter you know how long the pitch clock is. And they're shortening the pitch clock this year. But let's get back to Trevor Bauer. You know, he got railroaded a little bit. There's that beef between him and Garrett Cole in college. But that's a long time ago. You know, I can't remember what beefs I had in college. And if I didn't have somebody remembering, you know, reminding me like they remind Garrett Cole or, or, or uh, Trevor Bauer, you know, you probably wouldn't even remember it at this point. But the more I think about it, he might be the best option in free agency right now. Uh, And he's a 34-year-old righty who hasn't pitched in the major leagues in two years. So that just tells you the state of what the Yankees' options are right now in terms of free agents. When it comes to trades, there are two main candidates that we know of. Uh, Dylan Cease of the White Sox and Corbin Burns of the Brewers. There's a lot to like about both of these guys. We can talk about Corbin Burns first. Another one-year rental represented by Scott Boris. Undeniably fantastic stuff. I mean, fantastic stuff. Uh, He had a 2.43 ERA in 2021. One thing worth noting is that his ERA has gone up the last couple of years in a row, so trending in the wrong direction. Also, the strikeouts have come down. Uh, He is a great guy. I've edited multiple interviews with him over the last few months. I think he would be a great fit for the Yankees. Just his, his general attitude, his demeanor, I think would be a good, good fit, good clubhouse guy. But he also said last week that he's not going to do the trade and extension thing that Tyler Glass now did. He is not going to sign an extension. He's going to hit free agency. He's another Scott Boris client. I would expect him to get 250 plus million somewhere from somebody. I don't think it's going to be the Yankees. So I can't see them uh, making this move. And, you know, Scott Boris, we're, we're going to be dealing with him uh, with uh, Juan Soto anyway. So it'd be interesting to see uh, how that how that shakes out. He is from Bakersfield, California, so don't be surprised if he goes to the West Coast also. Uh, Giants, like we mentioned with Snell, desperate to add pieces and become a contender again. I could see them moving some of their 
you know, prospects or going out and signing him as a free agent. They offered $700 million to Otani, and it did not work out, so they do have the money to spend. San Diego has money problems right now, but if they're able to get a new TV deal, I could see them being major players for Burns as well. Dylan Cease, another guy who is very intriguing. He's got one of the best curveballs in baseball. Uh, he didn't have a great year this year, but you know was pitching for an absolutely atrocious White Sox team. I think a change of scenery will do him well, just as it did Lance Lynn. Uh, one thing that Ken Rosenthal said recently, and I'll ask him about it uh, if we're able to get him on in, in January, which is the plan, uh, is that the Yankees are looking for innings. You know, he mentioned guys like Lucas Giolito, but I think Dylan Cease is a good option. He's thrown, he's made 32 starts three years in a row, and he's thrown over 160 innings in each of those three seasons. So, you know, there's there's your reliability factor, and that goes to Jordan Montgomery, too. He's been very reliable since he came back from his Tommy John surgery. Now, uh, Burns, obviously going to be a free agent after the season. Dylan Cease has two years of control. So not only would you have him for 2024, but 2025 as well. That's assuming he doesn't get Tommy John surgery in the first week of spring training, as seems to be par for the course for uh, <laughs> Yankees that, that get acquired. I think the 2022 trades, I think all of them ended up having surgery. Efros, Montas, uh, Benintendi, trying to think, who else did they get? Those are the three guys. Oh, uh, Trevino, the the relief pitcher, ended up getting surgery. So everybody had surgery. It's wild. So last guy we got to talk about is uh, Shota Imanaga. I did a podcast about him a week ago in which I expressed that I'm skeptical about him. He doesn't throw very hard. 91.8 miles an hour average fastball. 60% of the strikeouts came on fastballs in Japan. Extreme fly ball pitcher. That is simply not going to cut it in the major leagues. Just not going to cut it. I think he would give up 27 to 30 home runs um, in uh, in America. And Nick, joining late, says, Who is Ian Snell? Yes, I wrote Ian Snell. I meant Blake Snell. I fucked up. It happens. That's part of doing a live show. I was concerned with getting the whole new studio thing. And I have a buddy named Ian Snell. I think there might be a major league player named Ian Snell, too. But uh, I have a buddy named Ian Snell. And so I just, just, I also have a friend named Rob Thompson. And so when the Yankees had their uh, their coach, Rob Thompson, he's also the Phillies manager now, um, I would spell it wrong because there's Rob Thompson has no P, but my buddy Rob Thompson does. So I would transpose those a lot. Just one of those weird brain things. I have a tiny brain. I'm very dumb, whatever. Uh, but Extreme fly ball rate in Japan for Imanaga. Uh, just don't think that would play very well with the Yankees. So to me, the number one option of these guys is Jordan Montgomery, but I'm not going anywhere near $180 million for six years for him, which is what it sounds like he wants six times 30. Uh, unless he wants to spread it out over 15 years or something. Uh, you know, I just don't see him being that kind of pitcher. I can see him being you know decent for the next several years, but... I don't know, man. I don't know about $30 million. Uh, and it also surprises me that I'm saying this, but I think that Trevor Bauer is a nice option. You know, just rehabilitating him a little bit in New York, letting him pitch with that chip on his shoulder, I think could be a, a, a nice a nice um, fit. NYY News numero Ruben says, Ian Snell also played for Team Puerto Rico. You know, it is what it is. I screwed up. Um, but uh, 
Mike Rocky says Imanaga gives up way too many home runs. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's a problem with these Japanese pitchers. Uh, the fastball is very straight. You know, when Matsui came over to America, he said that the biggest issue for him was the two seamer. You know, because Japanese pitchers don't throw the two seamer. He throws a straight four seam fastball, and it's not very fast. Tops out at about ninety four. Decent little curveball. You see the sweeper right there, maybe like a. A tr- traditional roundhouse curveball, but I'm just not impressed with him, and I think he's another uh, uh, Igawa waiting to happen. Legendary Liw says, "What's Bauer looking for money-wise?" That's a good question. I think he just wants to get back in Major League Baseball. I really think he just wants to get back in Major League Baseball. So I think you could probably get him on a, a team-friendly deal. You know, I bet he would take one year. 10 million bucks. So, all right, guys, I just wanted to run a little test of studio two here. Uh, We're going to have a lot more watch parties from this studio this year. It's easier, obviously a much more comfortable chair. I got my big screen TV in front of me. Uh, We'll have other people on uh, obviously uh, to do various uh, guests and and so forth. We got another chair right here. Uh, I'm getting a, probably another camera put in over there. So that way we can have, Two cameras in the studio go back and forth a little bit, you know, more production obviously is always something that, uh, that, uh, you know, we want to add here, but I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday, uh, and hopefully the Yankees will do something next week. As for me, I'm going to take a couple of days off, enjoy my holiday, let my, uh, my mind rest, let my body rest. This, this Yamamoto saga took a lot out of me, uh, until then. We'll see you next time. Most impressive.